I wanted to I wanted to talk to Jay Hawk about his uh, trip to Paradigm and all the bad information we got for the start of the show. Okay, so part of the information was better misunderstanding something I told him. Part of the information I was given the the wrong information. I guess it was a last minute change. So I was told when I got the when I got the booking for Paradigm, they told me, "Hey, we're still a referee short. If you know somebody who can ride with you, get him in touch with me." And I contacted Dom and went, hey, do you think Charles Van's ready for that spot? And Dom's like, yeah, sure, it shouldn't be a problem. I went, yeah, and I told Dom, well, I, I assume Porter's not available if he if he can't get me to find somebody. And Dom goes, well, Porter better be going because he's my ride. So that's why I assume Porter O'Shea was going to be there. Okay. But all I said was that I was going to ask Charles Van if he was available. He wound up not being available. So it's just you and Rosie the ref? Well, Rogi got the booking less than 24 hours before the show, and she was actually going to drive from Pittsburgh to Indiana by herself on 24 hours notice. Uh, luckily, she got the booking because the car from Cleveland broke down, and she had to point to Cleveland and pick up Dom and Shaw Macon. And you couldn't go get the guys. What the they didn't world? tell me they were broken down. I thought they were broken down, but Rogi was on her way to get them. Oh, um, many yeah. matches. I oh, do. They they tape five weeks of their fight TV show on there. No, it was a long <laughs> fucking night. It was, I, it, the the run sheet I saw had twenty five on it. I think I think it wound up being like twenty three, but they had a, they had to cut a couple things. Well, I <laughs> think it was <laughs> I think it was Butters had to talk me off the ledge at that Paradigm show in Columbus I went to because I was like, how many how many fucking matches are there? He's like, no, they're they're quick. They're they quick. are quick though. He's right. Yeah, he told the, me they go quick. Uh, UWFI also. rules. Yeah, stuff, I, yeah, I was I was getting I was wait, mad. I wait, was I'm not gonna lie. I was heated. Twenty three matches. Who was unfortunate enough to say that they had to go? Well, you're cut. We don't have time. I'd be like, uh, they, you're doing twenty three fucking matches. How do you not have time for mine? Nothing. <laughs> nothing was cut for time. Ah, uh, we had we had a couple of other people with with car issues who couldn't make the show, and then we had and then somebody got injured in one of the earlier tapings and couldn't do it match later in the taping because they moved some things around a little bit. But nothing actually got cut for time. How many matches did you do? Um, eight or nine. Damn. All right. I did. I did. I did at least one for retaping. I did two come of the taping. So it had to be it probably probably eight. What I want to say, but anybody that, that you got to work with that you uh, hadn't worked with before that was fun. I uh, I got to work with Cole Radrick. Nice. Uh, Jordan Blade, <laughs> Suge D, Alex Kane. Oh, look at you, and, Jayhawk, with all hobnobbing with all the stars. Alex are you? Kane, uh, who we've interviewed on the show before. Yeah. Or my first ever interview besides Bobby Beverly. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but it, it seemed to, it seemed to go really well. Uh, yeah, Gary Wilkin had uh, had uh, one. He wants to go come back on the show. We'll have to arrange that at some point. Yep, for and sure. Two, he said I did a good job. The door opened for me to come back. I doubt I'm going to be there every show because it's a kick hour drive for me, and I don't think he wants to pay my rate to do that every time. But maybe he should like oh, some they, of our they tweets run Columbus then, if he wants too, to come so back on the show. It'll be nicer if they run Columbus. They might be able to yeah. work you on in the Columbus ones. Then it's not too terrible. And I'll yeah, I can I ride with you to those. Plus, yeah, you know, Ed will be there. So, yeah, I don't have an I don't have an official return date with them yet, but I'm sure one's going to happen at some point. That's so. awesome. And you finally got to meet Rosie, so that's even better. Got to meet Rogi. Got to work with Rogi. Got uh, got to watch Rogi in action. Give her some advice. Actually, get her a long DM today. Be like, I'm going to go everything you know, on on Friday while we were there, and she's like, Yeah, it's like twelve thirty. I want to get home in Clayton. Yeah, that's fair. Go Who are the other refs on that show? Like, do you know all the guys? 
Uh, so besides me and Rosie, there was Jesse Field, who was working as the senior referee. And there was some kid named Dallas that I first time I'd seen him. He, he, he'd, been going, he'd been doing about two years, I guess. I don't remember what his last name is off the top of my head. But. Did they make you do any of that um, UWF bullshit? <laughs> Most of my matches were the UWFI. That's never mind. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna ask you because you're not gonna be honest about because you want to work there again. You won't tell me whether that's annoying as fuck or not. I I, I had fun with it. There's so many rules. Every there's time so we go over rules. a UWFI show, I just I wait for Jayhawk to give me all the rules because there's <sighs> entirely too many rules. I sw- I, think- I skip over that whole section on Gleet shows. I say <laughs> I don't have this company is dead. I don't have time for this. <laughs> wait. I, is- I, yeah, I don't ahead, think, think my I don't think my UWFI stuff went better than my non UWFI stuff at, at the taping. If I'm being honest about it, but is there any more Gleet shows coming? Yeah, dude, are you kidding me? Gleet's the world of Gleet never stops. <laughs> oh, thank God! If I know we ever need like a, a day of doing some kind of broadcast, we'll just call you and I'll watch some Gleet shows. Yeah, dude, Gleet rules. I I, I guess <laughs> it's fun. It was fun to watch with you. It just it's 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 uh, uh, different than everything else. They can make yeah. noise now, though, so that's cool. No, can oh, that's right. Yeah. We've discussed that. I I fucking hate, absolutely hate, um, uh, the no fan, especially in Japan. It's even worse. Even I, uh, worse. I saw a clip today from when AEW didn't have fans in the crowd, and it was like Kenny Omega versus Moose, and I was oh, like, yeah. man, how did I? watch this shit and then i was like oh wait i didn't i just didn't watch any new wrestling no like and I, tried. Year. I didn't yeah, I, I tried to like like make like satisfy my wrestling itch and like a lot of that it, the tv stuff i didn't mind like the go for broke i thought that was fun and there were some other shows that i thought were fun but like the wwe stuff and the AEW stuff with no fans there was just zero sold to the entire show it was just awful just- bro i saw somebody on the fucking bird app say that their comfort show is hell in a cell 2020 and i was like a fucking thunderdome show you're fucking you should be locked up that's insane (laughs) they did money in the bank too like that where they brought them up to the roof remember that no because i didn't watch that shit oh my god they brought (laughs) i don't watch any of the stuff from wwe during pandemic that was the worst at least AEW was smart enough to put wrestlers in the crowd and like make to make some noise and then wwe tried to copy and then just did not well wwe tried in the beginning by putting like two guys in one spot two guys in Mm -hmm. another spot it was just atrocious at least AEW let everybody sit next to each other and kind of right in like the bubble and like do their cheering because it sounded like there was some shit going on as marco's stunt was like stoked during all that because like that (laughs) was the only bookings he was getting is like go watch dynamite this week He's gone. I feel like is he gone? Oh, yeah. he, 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 he been gone, gone. And what was the reason why? Well, Ed, you used to know these things. What the hell? Um, no, I know why Logan's stunt is gone. Marco, I don't know. People just don't fucking book him. They I don't, don't think book he did anything. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't some sort of thing. No, nah, I just don't I think, think anybody he, books him. He was like supposed to come back a couple times, and he uh something happened where like he was like he canceled out like right before he was supposed to actually wrestle or something like he canceled the day of then he was supposed to like do something with music and that's i don't think that's ever taken off and the last time i <laughs> last time i saw marco stone on AEW, we went to like an episode of dark where he was going like Britt baker talk show bullshit and he kind of gong terrible everybody's like that's a great rule for him why don't you do more of that and then he was like gone again after that terrible that is terrible <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he's playing uh, he guitar be, he, that's probably bigger than him. You know? <laughs> he could better musician than Yanko Reckler if we're being honest about it. No, he was red hot for a little while with that dumb Jurassic Express stuff, which I still to this day think is the stupidest thing ever. Well, but, it got curb stomped on a dildo. Oh, that's what it was. And then yeah, everybody got And upset. then TK yeah. said, I'm fucking using you. <laughs> so a tweet just came out that BJ Whitmore was terminated following his arrest on domestic violence charges. Yeah, AEW? That. Huh. That's something. Yeah. It, it must be really bad if the AEW official accountant, like, yeah, we're not nuking this dude. No, oh, I mean, they're a big company. They can't have Warner, you know, Warner Discovery being like, you know, look at this shit. They don't want that, especially with collision starting. Yeah, that's right. There's no, Warner can only have one piece of shit on the books, and that's my boy Phil. My right. boy Phil's yeah, the look, only piece of look, shit that can keep a, a piece, job he, there. He might be personality-wise a piece of shit, but he's never yeah. done anything bad. Like he's not a bad guy. He's just a dick face. Like yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you know, he's an insufferable butthole, but he's not a bad person. He's never been considered a sex pest or anything at any right. company that he's ever worked for, right? Right. <laughs> he's come farter. Uh, come for it or yeah Jabba put that in our group chat like two days ago and I was so mad that I never saw that it didn't dawn on me earlier that it was come farter I said I feel really disappointed in myself I should have seen that somebody also said on Twitter where I was like dude that's really true they're like the one thing CM Punk needs is to get the fucking get the fuck away from FTR because they like bring out the worst reddit version of him yeah it's true yeah, they that, they make him insufferable. Right. I think you're right. I think it's become FTR making him completely insufferable, but who knows? I have well, no idea what you're talking about. Look at the indie wrestling guy. I'm Jay Hawk. And you can tell Marky is not here. Who could play Marky this week? Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's Ed. I am. It's Ed from Hayabussi. Hi. A wrestling adjacent podcast. Yeah. Ed was busy getting prepared. I'm Butters. Yeah. And Jay Gold. Now let's see what's going on. Now we'll uh, see what's on. Yeah. Okay, now let's see what's on. What's on, what's this, on weekend? this weekend? All right, uh, Fight TV Plus. Let's go. Uh, June 14th. Uh, in the afternoon, 2 p.m., ICW. I'm a lumberjack match, and I'm okay. Uh, let's see. 7 o'clock, oh. Thursday, June 15th. Oh, yeah, it says I'm a lumberjack match. And I'm okay. It, 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 Airing it, it, on Monty Python reference. They're, they're yes. a UK company. Correct. Uh, OVW Live, uh, number 1244 at 7 o'clock on Thursday the 15th. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got um, Saturday, June 17th, AIW prevents over the line from Youngstown, Ohio. Um, there's going to be a meet and greet with Raven and Carlito. Who knows if either one of them will be in the ring. Um, but that's a great show. I highly recommend everybody watching it. Eight o'clock that time as well. Eastern Wrestling Revolver, Ring of Destiny. Um, and then 11 o'clock p.m. GCW, Thank Me Later. Uh, and then Sunday, June 18th, um, ICW, YI Man. Blake Christian's GCW champ now, right? I I believe so, yes. That's cool shit. I dig that. Jayhawk? Yeah, over on the IWTV kind of thing, Thursday, June 15th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, wrestling open up and go 30, up uh, go 70 kick. Friday, June 16th, 7 30 p.m. Eastern Time, action wrestling pre against Guardians of the South East. That's at 7 30 Eastern at 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern, IKW No Hope Bard, Volume 47. Uh, Saturday, a fairly busy day with three shows. Versus Crow with a show, Take It Needed for Pain at 3 o'clock Central. Dreamwave, nothing but a good time. 6 p.m. Central, 
And I can be no bar volume 48 at 8 p.m. Central. And probably the one I'm looking forward to on either current this week, Sunday, June 18th, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 o'clock Eastern. Prestige Wrestling present Black Sunshine from the Globe Theater in Los Angeles, California. Kevin Blackwood against Roderick Strong. Killer Kelly against Taya Valkyrie. Pettick Alexander against Nick Rain. Lee Moriarty against Kevin Knight. And much, much more. So, should be, a lot of lot of fun wrestling on both of your curves today. Did you say Cedric Alexander? Tedek Alexander. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. I was like, wait, when the fuck did he get released? <laughs> I, maybe I, maybe I, may, I may have had Kedrick not thinking about it, but it's Tedek Alexander. <laughs> Former Cruiserweight champion. One of my 205 guys. Doing interviewing. Marks on the internet that ask the questions that they think are cool to ask. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest tonight, the number one contender for the absolute title and the man who's going to decapitate Matt Cardona with a lariat on July 15th. They call him Big Money, the Midwest best kept secret, the seven mile destroyer, but we simply know him as the problem, Isaiah fucking Broner. Yes, sir. Hey, I need that for a ring entrance. We'll give it to Steve Guy. You don't want butters doing that. <laughs> yeah, you don't need me doing that. Yeah. What's up, everybody? How are you, man? Good to see you. Thanks for I'm joining good. us. Hey, I can't complain at all, man. I'm good. I'm good. How y'all feeling? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're looking forward to this evening. Um, I'm gonna let uh Charlie lead off and then we're gonna we're gonna get into our, our questions and kind of go from there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Excellent. Okay, so according to uh cage match your first match was in 2017 at pwasd all out fallout against andre pasha is that true uh no no it was i don't think they got it on there it was against uh blake um so i think september 1st 2017 okay good to know cage match stays updated (laughs) <laughs> well, they he, they have him like winning the first five matches they have him on here for. So I was I was really impressed that he was like winning right out the gate. So, yeah. so yeah. can I ask you where, where who did you train under? By the way, over there in, in, uh, in originally uh, House of Truth uh, by Truth Martini. Hey. Yeah. So oh, then wow. I right there, and then I started right right before the pandemic. I was going up to Can Am and get trained up uh, up there with Johnny Bravo, and then wow. I switched to AIW. Who was there with you over in uh, over at House of Truth when you were training? Um, I think the only one that's still active that's still in Michigan is uh, Kevin Calloway. He was uh, this tag tag team called The Purge. That's really okay. it. It was only like two of us that I think it was like because I was going to like both classes. So I think out of like fifteen people, we were the only two that still wrestling. Wow. Yeah. He's not doing that anymore, right? That that's not is that is House of Truth still uh still a thing? Oh yeah, they're still going. Oh, okay, because yeah. without our without Ring of Honor, I always wondered what happened to Truth Martini. <laughs> oh yeah, he's still, yeah, he's still in Michigan training. So he was such a big part of that, like mid to 2010s uh, Ring of Honor for me when I was uh, watching Final Battle and things like that. He always came out with that book in that stupid hat with his hair flopping out of the top. Oh, he, he still got the book, so <laughs> yeah, it's a book of truth, man. Yeah, I was I was always fascinated by that. I was like, I'm not understanding what this guy brings, but okay, I'll watch it. I like his music. <laughs> Can't knock the music either. That was always part of my favorite part of his intro. Butters, sorry, sorry to jump you. Before you uh, started training, did you backyard wrestle at all when you were a kid or anything like that? Uh, 
yeah, like as a kid, just messing around, and then I started playing football, and I just like shot away from it. But yeah, a lot of frog splashes around. <laughs> <laughs> what were you backyard wrestling on? Trampoline or were you using mattresses? What was the uh, what was the uh, item of choice? The ground, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't even use mattresses. We just go out there and just wrestle, like like in the school, like uh, like a little schoolyard area. Like we wrestle on the ground and stuff. So like, we didn't really think that somebody could get hurt until like my uh, my best friend like broke his ankle. Like somebody put him an ankle lock in his ankle. Like I was like, oh shit! All right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can really get hurt doing this. All right. I mean, who is putting an ankle lock on that tight that they're going to go snapping I, somebody's leg? Yeah, I thought he was like, like looking back at it now, I'm like, damn, he was really selling. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's, uh, his ankles literally broke. I was like, okay, he's really hurt over there. I mean, when I used to backyard wrestle and I put the ankle lock on, I did it to specifically get the tap out because I was done doing whatever we were doing. So I would crank it on real hard just to get the oh, person yeah. to tap out. So, okay. yeah, I'm going to get it. Yeah, he tapped. He tapped. See, you guys never had your dad come in and go, it's not real stupid, so if you go ahead and hurt yourselves, it's not my fault. That's when I was seven. My dad came in and told my brother and I, don't do that. You're going to get hurt. We still got hurt. Yeah, they they was like, all right, y'all will find out the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) That was my my dad thinking. Let him put the pain in the light cock a couple of times. He'll learn. (laughs) I heard like hell, didn't it? Yeah, my mom was like, if you get hurt, we ain't going to the hospital, so it is what it is. (laughs) Drop <laughs> some dirt on it. It'll be fine. Yeah, walk exactly. it off. Yeah, walk it off. You'll be all right. Uh, so my favorite question, uh, what's the worst ring name you've ever heard? Like off time? Yeah, anything that can make you laugh, anything like that. Just I I, I come up with it because uh Kevin Steen had a show and he said that uh, one time he wrestled on a show with a person named Little Asshole. And oh. uh, <laughs> so he, that's that's like the worst name he's ever heard. So that's that's where kind of I get the idea for it from. Ah oh, man, I can't even. Like, I haven't heard anything that terrible. Like when you asked me it, the first thing I like the first time I heard the Repo Man or something. Or <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's like that. fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's uh, what was damn? What's uh, I, I guess like right as it was like. Mantar or something like Mantar was awesome. He came yeah, out of the I ring just, with a cow's head on his head. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is it? Like, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, like going back looking at like started looking at old WWF. I'm like, what the hell is a Mantar? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. And my last question. Uh your pre-show ritual. So uh, you're getting ready to come out. Uh, what what's what what's going through your mind? What's your like ritual before you come out and wrestle? Um, uh, try to get uh, like uh, some stretches in. I'll put like many men on repeat, and I like say a prayer to my um uh, my grandma and my my dad. So I like do the same prayer every every time. But I got to hear many men like three times. Let's try to stretch. Right pretty on. much. So, so to piggyback on on Butter's question, by the way, about the worst ring names, when you were in at House of Truth, did they ask you to come up with other names, or did you just always go with "This is what I'm going to do"? Um, yeah, I didn't think of names. To, uh, I didn't think of names. I didn't know what I was going to do. And then, like the closer we got to it, because I, I just figured, like, all right, well, if I ain't good at this, I ain't got to worry about coming up with a name because I'm not going <laughs> to. So, 
when we got to like the last couple weeks of training, like when we started having practice matches, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna use my name. So I just just went with it. I I couldn't think of nothing like little asshole. I'm kind of <laughs> <laughs> kind of I'm kind of mad that I didn't come up with that one. But. <laughs> I don't know if I could take you seriously if you were a little asshole, but I think that. <laughs> It's definitely some marketing money behind that. So, <laughs> so, so let me ask you, um, you grew, grew up in Detroit. What was the wrestling scene like um, in, in Michigan? What what was it like for you as a kid? So you played football. What were you doing as far as who were you taking notice of? Did you do the um, – did you go to those indie shows? What? Because I, I honestly, you're one of the few that I know who started and is known for, you know – Michigan, Detroit wrestling. I don't know a lot of guys who grew up there and did. What was it? What was the scene like? Um, like, I assume it was what, like early, mid 2000s. So what yeah. was like the scene like for you as far as independent wrestling goes there? I grew up um, like watching like uh, television wrestling. So everything was WWF or ECW. Um, and then when I started playing football, I just kind of drifted away. And I, I didn't get into independent wrestling, honestly, until I started training so going back looking at it now um like the original chic um dba malcolm Monroe the second um rvds from uh battle creek sabus from Mich- uh from michigan so just going back and watching some of their stuff and like trying to educate myself on the michigan scene like the first couple years i started wrestling i was predominantly just just michigan and um I didn't feel like I was learning. I got to a point I just felt like I wasn't learning or getting opportunities, so I just broke away from it. But just trying to – I look at some stuff from the past, but I never grew up like I got to go to this show or anything like that or whatever. If it wasn't WWF like, or WWE, I, I wasn't going to watch it. So who was your who was your favorite? Do you have a, do you have a favorite – uh, at that point that you were like, I'm going to be that guy? Or was it just, I'm I'm watching everyone at once? Or were you just like, no, I tune in specifically for that guy? Uh, RVD, Scott Hall, MVP, and Brock. Yeah, I forget how young you guys all are. I, I <laughs> RVD, when you say MVP, I'm like, MVP, what? I was graduated <laughs> in college after that. I'm like, who's MVP role model? I'm like, shit, I still watch Ricky Steamboat when he was... <laughs> As yeah. as an adult, um, so yeah, not everybody watching Gotcha Hackish fan like you were, Jay Goldman. <laughs> I, I, honestly, all you need to know is I had a Nick Bockwinkel and a Larry Zbysko action figure, and I would use them for my matches. That's how old it goes back. Is that I was holding those AWA figures, and that was that. Um, so were there? Did House of Truth put on matches and shows? Like, what prepared you for what you were doing? Did you have to go elsewhere to get that like in ring experience when you were starting? Um. We did, uh, like I said, practice matches there. And then, uh, like, the Pro Wrestling All-Stars, they get, like, we had our first booking there. So I would go there um, once they cleared me. I just went there, and I would just go around Michigan. And because of my size and how I look, I would get booking. And I just went from there. That's what I would learn. Either I would go back to Truth and just try to work on stuff, or I would just learn on the fly during matches. And it kind of sucked like the first six months or so because I was basically doing squash matches. So it was like, I, I, the good thing, I, I wasn't bumping, but like I can't learn doing squash matches for right. six months, you know, so. 
no psychology, not even not even able to figure out what the other guy can offer. Um, so then you went to AIW. Now I remember your one of your first matches in AIW. I think it was at the uh, Odeon. Um, I thought it was like I think it was a pre pre show um, match that you came out. But when did you get to AIW, and what and what point were they like? All right, we're going to run with this. You know, here we go. At what point in your career was that? Just before the pandemic. Um. I started training there, I want to say, like, Jocelyn was, like, real, she really wanted me to come down and start training down there. I want to say right before the, like, before the pandemic, and then I wound up, ruptured my Achilles, my right Achilles, um, during training at AIW, and I was just still coming around, though, and I just came around, just loved the atmosphere, and um, I Tour that in April. I retoured in ju- that June of 21. And I came back from that in August. And Thorne just told me, you know, just when you, when you ready and healthy, you're going to give me an opportunity and gave me the opportunity. I want to say September. Was it the Winchester? Can't remember. Yeah, I think it was a Winchester against Twine. Oh, great. So, yeah. So I, I've been around just like behind the scenes because of injury and, and whatnot. And that that must have been hard tearing tearing the Achilles the same Achilles twice. You must have thought you were snake bitten there. Like, oh my god, I'm never going to get in the ring. Yeah, like I didn't like when it happened. Like I didn't know. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to get surgery. I'm gonna be out for a year. Oh, like all these thoughts. And I met with the ortho. And he was like, oh, it's not that big of a tear. We're gonna put a cast on you and then walking boot and all this stuff. And I got lucky. I was able to come back like in a couple months. So. Uh, like I wrestled the the in half of twenty one, like basically on one leg. So now you, yeah. you have you have a lot of momentum right now. Um, yeah. So and I know we we joke about you know you you being called the problem, and we've talked about it on Twitter and stuff. But when you first started, that wasn't the nickname, but you started to get some momentum. When did you feel like you were like um this is where I belong? I'm like I'm ingrained in this like in the in the in the you know culture here of AIW. And I feel myself like, you know, I'm really making progress. At what point did you feel like that's was it was it against Tanaka? I mean, uh, um, Suzuki. I, yeah, Ed, you can laugh at me. My brain is mashed potatoes. At what at what point did you go? Okay, I, I've made it. Right? Like at what point? Uh, yeah, the Suzuki. Uh, yeah. Because one, forgive me, them giving me the opportunity. Like I didn't think I was going to get the match, China. So like I, I had only had a couple of matches there, and. They gave me the opportunity, and I was, like, damn near fresh off injury, and I'm, like, three matches deep in AIW, and, like, that, them showing me they had that type of faith in me, and then after the match, like, the way it was received, like, I was like, okay, I, like, I, 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 I've earned this. I, I should be here. So that, and then right back with Eddie Kingston. So those two matches right there, I was like, all right, yeah, I should be here. Would you yeah. put those as, like, your favorite matches of your career so far? Oh, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Easily, easily. I mean, yeah, sorry. I mean, no, like your 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 match. You know, the the uh, um, gauntlet. You know, your return was a pretty huge deal. I mean, and you had you know coming back with that injury. Um, when did that kind of come to fruition? When did you know that that was going to be you know where you were going to you know jump in? When the injury happened, um, when I rolled out the ring from that point up until I got ready to leave. No, I would say like 15, 20 minutes. I was like, well, I'll be back around Jaylet 
And then I got in the car and I was like, I'll be back in a couple months. So we went before I saw the ortho, I texted Lauren and I told him like, I'll be back in May. Like I didn't know the extent of what was wrong or not, but I already had it convinced in my head I was gonna come back and got it. Um so I didn't I didn't care. Like it it felt like when I ruptured the Achilles the first time because I couldn't feel my foot like right after I gave the double lines. If you look at it, you see I I, I kinda looked down, like I couldn't feel my foot. And then I just wanted to finish what I had to do. And I had to catch Cardona. I caught him. I finished, but I couldn't get back up. So I, immediately I was like, I, I tore this Achilles. I still don't know if the Achilles were torn or not. I just know it was a calf tear, and they said tendon, but they couldn't see when they gave me the ultrasound what 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 part of my tendon was torn. So I got lucky, and like I wrestled yesterday. Say Monday? Yep. I don't know. I wrestled yesterday, and it felt like I didn't think about I didn't think about it. So I, I feel like I'm good to go now. So you've avoided surgery then for that, and, and oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not. If I can have it my way, I'm not ever getting surgery on anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll wrap it up and walk it off. I'm not doing that shit. That's how I feel about my colonoscopy coming, but you know, <laughs> if I don't ever need it, I'm not going to get it, but they keep forcing me to. <laughs> Jayhawk. You know, I, I would get fascinated when we have somebody with a football background coming in. The guy, so many great wrestlers have come from football, a guy like Ernie Ladd. Uh, so describe the difference between being in a predominantly team sport like football and then going to something that is more individual based like, like wrestling. Um, I treat I try to come at it the same way as like it's a team dynamic because it's not it's an individual sport but it's not all about me you know like I do my part wherever I go uh, whatever the promoters have for me to do I play my my role as good as I can as team effort but it's just more solely focused on you like um, whether you sink or swim it's based on you you can't you can't treat this like you can't stop learning or getting better because it'll pass you by. I've seen people come in, specifically AIW, and they ain't here no more. And they were here when I was injured and like picked up momentum and they not here no more. Team sports, if you if you lollygag or it, it, you can, it can be covered up if you're not giving it 100% or getting better to, to some degree. But in wrestling, if you go out there and you ain't, you ain't ready, it, it'll show very fast, and you won't be around long. And now, Gordon Coley once famously said that in the typical football game, even though there's 60 minutes on the clock, you've got about 14 minutes of actual body contact. And then, obviously, you're not playing offense and defense, both in okay, so you're maybe looking more like seven minutes of contact. So, you, in your average wrestling match, I mean, you went, I think, a 12 minute with Gookie, like 14 or 15 with Eddie Kington. So, you're going like double length of a football game, getting, mm. getting the shit, getting the shit beat out of you and beating the shit out of them. How do how do how did your brain kind of focus on that? Like you're going to be taking that additional punishment? Um, kind of like on autopilot. Like I know it's coming, so it's just like it's whatever. Just, as long as I don't get knocked the fuck out, like I'm good. But everything else is like autopilot. Just knowing what I have to do, or you know, just taking my time in there. I'm I'm good on there. The football shit is just I I played like D line outside linebacker, so. It's it's a night off compared to football, to me at least. To me, that's how I felt about it. 
And I think some of some of other of the football players we've had on have said the same thing. It kind of, it's not as car crashy as it is if you're going to lower your head and and blast somebody, you know, helmet to helmet type of thing. Oh hell yeah! Especially playing on D line, like it's every play. Like I'm banging my head against somebody and some. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to do it. Yeah. No. So, so. <laughs> I'm, I think I made the right choice. So that's all good. Okay, now you've worked with a big name already. We've mentioned Kinkuki and Eddie Kingston. You've got Matt Cardona coming up in July. Anybody out there that you haven't wrestled yet that you, that you want to wrestle? Uh, Lee Moriarty, um, Jacob Fatu. Ooh, that would be good. Ooh, that would be so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brian Cage. Um, okay. Okay. Like like anybody I can learn from or get better at wrestling. Uh, I'm all for it, man. Like I ain't Jeff Cobb. Hell yeah, Jeff Cobb and Jeff Cobb. Uh, yeah, that's a big one too. So. Well, that'd be a good one too. Uh, all right, and and one more before I pack it off to Ed here. What would you say the best peak of advice you've that you've gotten so far? Uh, keep your ears open. Never stop. Never stop learning or listening. Because once you do, you done. So that's right. Don't come around here act like you know everything. Like never stop learning. That, that's, so that's how I treat it. I can always get better at this in some form of some form of fashion. That's great advice. They should give it to that man bear pig kid. He would he could use some of that. <laughs> 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 best advice best advice I ever got was from Terry Funk. He, I, I if he had any any advice for coming to getting in the business, he'd go, stay out of jail. Jail's no fun. Jail's no fun. Ed, I'll defer to you. All right. Uh, speaking of advice, Isaiah Broner, you know how I know you're going to beat Matt Cardona? It's because he's stupid. I tried to give him <laughs> advice and he wouldn't listen. And when he won Gauntlet, I saw him standing by the wall and looking like he's going to run in. I said, you're not going to run in there, are you? And he looked at me and I said, that's fucking dumb. Don't do that. And he flipped me off. And I said, well, Matt, this is going to fucking go well for you. Don't, don't fucking do that, bro. And then he did it like a moron. Some people so, have to learn the hard way, so this is okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have did it but you know i tried to tell him i said this is a bad idea this but it was a good visual well. it was a very good visual at the end of that show um uh, go ahead <laughs> oh, no, was, oh yeah yeah he gotta learn the hard way it's, it's gonna get worse on the 15th but Hell yeah it's yeah i hope good. so uh isaiah Brunner, uh the, you're from detroit in the um I learned about places through Anthony Bourdain eating places. Have you ever eaten at those two Coney Island places there? Those Coney dog places? Yeah. Um, they, they, like, they like, you got to go to the right ones, man. Like, okay. Um, they like liquor stores, man. It's a Coney Island on every corner. So. <laughs> can you, wait, wait, can I stop? Can you explain to me why they call them that? Because I'm here in New York. We have Coney Island. I don't buy hot dogs at Coney Island. I don't, see, I don't, I don't know the history of it. And it yeah. drew me when I learned that it's a Coney Island in New York. Because yeah. when it was out in New York, I'm like, oh, damn, y'all got some too out there. So they was like, no, what are you talking about? I'll say, it's like, it's a restaurant. You know, you get food. And they're like, no. <laughs> it's a place. I was like, oh, all right. But yeah, <laughs> I was just as confused as you were. I have always been confused by that. I'm like, who in New York is eating uh, diced onions and chili <laughs> on their fucking hot dog? I have never heard of that shit. And yeah, they're like, it's, no, it's a Coney dog. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, like chili cheese fries, like the Coney dog. It's, it's a Detroit thing. So uh, I I got to stay. You, you eat too much of that shit, man. You, I'll be rolling around here. So <laughs> I try to stay away from that shit. 
You end up yeah. shitting in the bathroom at the Odeon. I know yeah. all about that. It happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it hits you and, real fast, too. Yeah. Really fast. I feel like eating a Coney dog outside of Coney Island, like eating a Philly cheap dog outside of Philly. Like, it's just not going to hit the game. No. Oh, I think yeah. you're right. Oh, yeah. That's on um, my butt. I got out to Philly for one of those. You could get a good chili cheese steak, a Philly cheesesteak elsewhere. I, I grew up, I went to school in Delaware. We drove to Philly all the time. It's all right. I mean, you can get Philly cheesesteaks in a lot of places, just meat and cheese. <laughs> you would be surprised how many people can fuck up a Philly cheesesteak. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. I, I love it. just pisses every Philadelphia resident off when you're like, nah, they're not that good. And then they just lose their <laughs> shit for no reason. They're just, like, they're so defensive. Why are you wrong? And see, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you got to go here, bro. I'm like, oh. All right. <laughs> we'll all handle it on WrestleMania weekend next year. We'll all go. We'll see what's going on down there. I'll take you all to my chili, uh, Philly cheesesteak places. Oh, yeah. See, hell yeah. Road trip. I'm with that. Yeah. Ben? All right. All right. Uh, these, I, I have 10 questions, but rapid fire. First first answer you have, right? Oh, shit. Okay. okay. So out of these four colors, which would you pick? Blue, orange, purple, or yellow? Blue. All right. Um... Come on, go faster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the one, the this isn't a company Zoom, man. Oh, we, we don't go. have all night, you know. Describe <laughs> yourself in one word. Loyal, honest, talented, magical, or kind? Uh, loyal. All right. Are you doing uh, one of those paper things where you... You don't worry about what I'm doing here. <laughs> uh, which of these books would you rather read? Charlotte's Web, Harry Potter, The Lorax, or If You Give a Mouse a Cookie? Is neat is like none of the above one. Gotta there? pick one. Uh, fuck. uh <laughs> Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web. All right. Classic. All right. Pick your lucky charm. A horseshoe, four-leaf clover, a rabbit's foot, or a lucky penny. A lucky penny. All right. Oh, come on. Here we go. <laughs> what All right. Happening? What is it's trust me, this is going somewhere. What's the best <laughs> way to help a friend? By offering to take them out and have fun, by listening with an open heart, by offering to help solve their problems, or by allowing them to make whatever decision they choose and be supportive. Uh listening with open heart. All right. Uh what's the most important which of these would most improve your life? Saving money, learning a new skill, protecting yourself, taking a trip, learning a new language, or getting HBO. I'm really tempted to say HBO, but save money. <laughs> uh, pick an animal: chicken, rabbit, turtle, or puppy. Puppy. Jagle looks concerned. Jagle is going somewhere. I don't know where it's going. I wish I did. Where would you most like to live? In a treehouse, a castle, on stage, or it doesn't matter as long as you're with the people you love. I'll go last one. All right. Um, uh, man, what music do you listen to most? Show tunes, country, rap, or classic rock? Rap. All right. Uh, which activity sounds like the most fun? Playing with friends, picking berries, volunteering at an animal shelter, or singing karaoke? Singing karaoke. That does sound fun. <laughs> All right. Last question. What's the most important to you? Knowledge, adventure, understanding, or honesty? Knowledge. Okay. What are the recall of the personality quick, Ed? <laughs> We're about to find out. <laughs> I'm so confused. I was like, yeah, join the club. <laughs> Isaiah Rohner, you are Rainbow Dash. Oh, that's. Well, that's <laughs> I hope he kills you when he sees you, Ed. <laughs> I got Applejack. That's about to be a t shirt. I don't, I'm, I don't know how. I don't, 
I don't know how yet, it but it's going. It's about to be a T-shirt. <laughs> My oh, little man. Brony, dude. My little Brony. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> show title. Show title. <laughs> oh my god! How did I not see that coming, though? I'm very disappointed. I will. I am. Here's a way I'm going to text JCP Designs right now. We're making this how happen. Did, how did that bit come into my head and not? Uh, once did I connect Isaiah Broner and Bronies? Never till you just said it. Never connected to my brain. We can, that can't be a thing. We can't start. We can't do that. Isaiah. I love that, it. That can't be a thing. Oh, right you I owe you royalties. So <laughs> we're just building his brand on this show. I love it. Just keep building it. Oh man. Oh well. Let me ask you uh, a, a couple more questions before we get to our voicemails. We have some people calling in for you. Um, so who do you who do you ride with right now? I know that you ride with Jocelyn, but when she's not around, who is your who do you go to shows with and, and who do you ride with? Um it was uh Shogun, Jackson Stone, uh, Jamal King, uh Tommy Vendetta, Aaron O'Ryan, like the DTA members that's active, uh Jack Price. That's just pretty much it. If it's not them, um honestly I I'll I'll probably ride by myself or uh, ride solo. Or or uh Dom, uh, Greeny, uh, mm-hmm. if it ain't one of them, I'm probably by myself. Now, I've seen you here in several, you know, shows in the Midwest. Where are you looking? Do you have goals for 23? Where do you want to, where would you like to see yourself? Like, what would you consider um, next, like your next step? Where would you like to perform? What's the next shows you try, you trying to like see yourself in? Uh, out West in Mexico, out West in Mexico. Uh, I want to say Japan, but I feel like that's something that's going to happen next year. Mm-hmm. Immediately, like West Coast, Mexico. Which, which shows, which companies do you feel like you, you want to do over there? Uh, West Coast Pro, FSW, um, it's a, uh, Versus. It's a couple of different companies now. And I'm not too versed in different companies in Mexico, but mm-hmm. wherever I'm willing to get, uh, wherever I'm given the opportunity to get work down there, I'm willing to go down there. What do you think of that? I mean, your style kind of is different from what they offer down there. What do you think you can, you can, or is there anyone that you have in mind that you feel like you could, you know, cause I mean, some of the Lucha guys have come through AIW. Um, you hadn't faced them in that, in that forum, but is there anybody that you, you key in on if you got an opportunity down there? Uh, no one in particular, but I'm like really, um, I'm really intrigued by that style and how I will be able to make it work. Um, like I, I was, I mean, I probably could work that style, but I, I don't see myself. I'm down there 270. I'm not doing that shit. So <laughs> I will find ways to make it mesh. And I really like working with smaller guys because because of that, the op, how it looks on the optics or whatever. So I, I don't care who. I just want to go down there and learn. It would be another way of learning experience for me. I mean, there's there's guys your size. I mean, Black Tarus over in uh, Impact, and and he's a base for everything. I mean, if, oh, if yeah. you know, you can offer yourself up in, in that kind of capacity, you know, to run matches with the smaller guys, it would be definitely something in your wheelhouse to, if you gave that like kind of consideration. Because I don't think in AIW, as far as AIW, you've faced like like any kind of almost like high flying, maybe like a ricochet type style. I don't think yeah. I've seen you go against people like that. I think it's all been like big, you know, big, big dudes just smashing each other. So, you know, yeah, I, I, would, I, I would like to like, win, um, like to work like chase or, uh, commander or somebody like that. I would, hell yeah. I would love that. 
just just off of the Styles Clash. And I, I like really enjoy watching like them work. So that'd be dope as fuck. Yeah, that would absolutely be a, a, a nice feather in your cap on your resume there. You could uh I like to see in Zona twenty three. Yes. <laughs> that'd be, that'd oh yeah, what are your awesome. thoughts? What are your thoughts on those death matches? Have you done any of those yet? I've done one. And that was the first and last one. <laughs> that was was that ICW? <laughs> yep. I mean yeah, yeah. 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 Um all right, so this is how it happened. Um originally I was told it was supposed to be like a um one of the pit fights. So I was like, all right. And then it was time, like I I trust Tommy. It's like my little brother. So I'm like, all right, whatever. And I saw the flyer and I see the chains. I'm like, that don't look like the pitch. I'm like, all right, well, maybe they're going to switch it. So we drove up together and he just looks at me. He's like, so is it anything that you're not willing to do? And I'm like, huh? And it's still not registering. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yes, yeah, you know, it's a death match. So I'm like, F-. and it's not even the fact that it was a death match. Like I had to go home to Jocelyn and explain this shit. Like, <laughs> I'm like, why, why are you cut up so like the match was cool i feel like we told a really good story but as yeah, salute to everybody to do it that ain't for me man. man that's that's fascinating i haven't heard anybody actually actually you know say no none of that shit like that's not to do that every week like like, yeah. I just, like the match was fun but like to be hit with light tubes every like three times a week and Going, like they're going through panes of glass. Like I don't, I'm good. I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but given the opportunity, you would absolutely do all those things to Matt Cardona, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he's deathmatch king, so I gotta, you know. I don't want to see you do a pizza cut or anything like that. You can't mess up. Oh, your he's face not. Like he's that. not going to take any of that. He's just going yeah, to no, mercilessly be- beat Cardona with all these things. Like he got to prove it to me that he's a deathmatch king. So, but yeah, I like, I, when I you're like beating it. the shit out of him, can you please like call him the deathmatch king and be like, I thought you were the deathmatch king and shit talk him. <laughs> Fucking back, I thought you were the deathmatch king. Come on, what do you got? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got that nice tan, so I'm I'm trying to leave a couple handprints on him. Like I, I got his like I'm working it all out of my hair right now, so I'm gonna knock that tan off of him. <laughs> bring him, you bring him over. You bring him over to the corner where we're all going to be at our group with Josh, and you just you lay them handprints in right on his chest, right there in front of us. It'll be yeah. so good. Had the cameras ready. <laughs> all right, Butters, you want to uh, you want to fire up the uh, voicemails? Yeah, let's do these voicemails. All yeah, right, let's do it. <laughs> Okay, so first up is, uh, I believe the other JB called first. Yeah, it's the other JB, I'm pretty sure. Hey there, Indie Wrestling Guide. It's the other JB here, just calling in. Um, so I've you've got um, Isaiah Broner on the panel today. Um, awesome job at the gauntlet, and pretty much every time you uh, hit the ring, it's always it's always amazing to watch. Watch your work. Watch you, uh, you know, beat the shit out of whoever's across. Um, looking forward to watching you whip Cardona's ass. Um, let's see. <laughs> Question for the panel. Um, let's see. Which um, fast food or restaurant chains do we all think are most likely to be fronts for um, mafia, money laundering, or whatnot? 
Our <laughs> course, um, as of right now, is um, Burger King. I know that at the Burger Kings around me, no one is going to them. They, it always seems empty, and maybe there's like one car when the people work in there. But yeah, I don't think um, Burger King is a legitimate business um, anymore, <laughs> um, or if it ever was. Um, so let me know what y'all think about um, your fast food or restaurant chain um, mafiosas theory. Sorry. Thanks, JB. All right. I- Isaiah, what do you think? Oh, that that was an easy one for me. First off, I, I go to Burger King, so yeah, I could. I've seen people go there, but for Long John Silver, so I've never seen. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, it's a Long John Silver by my um, my parents' house in Detroit, and we've been in the house, but they've been in the house since I don't know when. I've never seen more than one car ever. Here. And everything else closed down. That damn Long John Silver is still up. <laughs> so I, I don't know who's funding them or why, but that that's the that's definitely drug money. It's all about the chicken planks and hush puppies, man. That's that's where it's yeah, at. Yeah, no, I was gonna say I, I can't even believe that. I was gonna say Jolly Bees. I've never seen anybody eat there, or they tell me about it. I've never seen <laughs> one item of food from Jolly Bees in my whole life. Gotta be so. uh I'm not from like a big place, right? So there's not a lot of options that I can go with here, but there is a Skyline Chili in like the next big town over that has been there since I was in high school. And I legitimately have never met anyone that's one every in there. Two, I've drove by. I've never seen a customer at this fucking thing. And it's been there for over 20 years. And I've never heard of anyone like eating at it or even being there. Well, the original one's in Cincinnati, right? I think I don't know. Skyline is is a Cincinnati food. I I, I thought yeah. I don't know Cincinnati's basically Kentucky. That ain't Ohio. But you're, all, gross. you're my Ohio friends. You're supposed to know this. <laughs> Cincinnati's disgusting, dude. So <laughs> mine yeah, the would be there, the FBI is gonna raid it. So that's <laughs> that's what I think about Long John Silver's life. So as I go in, the feds are coming. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, you'll know this one uh, on Elm Road. The there used to be an Arthur Treacher's right next to the Taco Bell, and it was open forever. And I only saw one or two cars there ever, even during like rush hour times. And they were open for years and years and years. It finally closed. Uh, I don't know, like maybe five, six years ago. But I, I swear, I thought something shady was going on there for the longest time. No, I, I, I've got one. I'll do you one better. There's a pika plate in Warren called Carmen's Pika. It is the worst peak I've ever had in my fucking life. Like, I have is no it, idea how anybody can fucking eat there. That has to be the front. Is you it Carmen that, or Carmine's? Are you saying Car- it wrong? Carmen. Oh, then it has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, but tell me a peak of plague is not the perfect front for the mafia. I mean, it is. And there's I a mean, bunch of them over here, so. <laughs> I literally had the peak there one time at my friend Gore by the peak. It is the worst peak I've ever had in my life. Like, a freaking garbage. Like, I don't know how anybody can eat there. And a plate is still open. <laughs> Drug money, man. Yeah, gotta be that part of ta- that part of town has to be. It's the best money. That's it's the cleanest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next is our own Marcy, who uh, has called in, even though she's not on the show today. Hey, it's your girl Marcy. Couldn't be here for the interview with the problem with Aya Broner today because I'm totally out of show and I didn't look at the date wrong and didn't. Not that it didn't happen yet. Totally, totally happening right now. Just trust me on this. 
Anyways, <laughs> I've been, you know, I've had Street Fighter in mind so much. So I'm just going to ask Isaiah, do you play Street Fighter at all? Who's your main? Or do you play any other fighting games? I'm like, I don't want to know. Uh, other than that, for the panel, Josh, I really would like to know, have you learned what gridlock is? Uh, let me know. <laughs> and Ed, since you're covering me, this is just reminding you, you are contractually obligated to make your three references to Femboys. I will remind you, you are on very thin ice with the Trans Council. I spoke to them after your 100x comment, so, like, keep it up. you got to get these references in, otherwise we're going to take away your SQL jokes. All right, later, guys. See ya. <laughs> no, Marcy, I don't know what gr- – <laughs> I still haven't figured out what gridlock is. <laughs> oh, God. So what was the less- question? The question for IK Brona was, uh, Ducky play Street Fighter who could character or Ducky play any fighting game in general? Oh shit! I ain't played Street Fighter in a, in a I don't know, so I was little. I do play fighting games. Uh, I think a new Mortal Kombat came out. I still haven't played it yet, but uh, I'm more like Madden, uh, Call of Duty type. So you can or NBA 2K type. So who's your team in Madden, by the way? Uh, originally was San, uh, the Chargers on San Diego, the Chargers. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been like running like the last couple months with Buffalo. So, uh, Who, who's your team when you're not when you're rooting for football? I think I I is it Pittsburgh? Oh no, uh, <laughs> Philly, uh, Philly or the Rams? Oh wow, okay. Not well, even I'm the still, Lions. You're from Detroit. Hell no, I learned my lesson years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like they like they get you. They'll, they'll get you to believe in them just to let you down. It's like being like in a a bad like a bad relationship, like where you know. The person's not going to change if you keep going back. I'm not. I'm not doing that. So yeah, that's a, this whole this whole panel. That's everybody's uh, a fandom right there. <laughs> I, be, try being a Jets and Mets fan. It is the worst feeling on earth. You got hope this year. You got hope. That's all. Hope gets taken away very quickly <laughs> every time with the with both teams. Hey, and I think we can let a My Little Pony reference go with one femboy reference, but you got to get two more in before we go off the air. Well, I- I think My Little Pony counts as three and one. Like, I for agree. sure. That's a really good reference. I agree. About to clean up at the merch table, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever wanted to see Isaiah Brunner as a, a, a pony? Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, up next is uh, Adam Van from At Odds. Oh, Van. Oh, boy. Yeah. What's up, guys? It's Adam Van, the star of At Odds with Wrestling. I want to start things off by saying, Jay Gold, you're a mensch. Marcy, an absolute delight. Jayhawk, <laughs> I mean, you're fine, I guess. But Butters, <laughs> I listened to your appearance on <laughs> and you have this coming. Oh, boy. Here we go. Charlie Butters, you want to call me a pants shitter? I'll have you know I am on a god-tier run of not shitting my pants. I recently celebrated over a thousand days of not having shit my pants. I am the Roman Reigns of not shitting my pants. So there's been some close calls, but close doesn't count, all right? So keep my name and my lack of shitting my pants out of your mouth. Got it?
and also you don't have easy pass because it's too expensive <laughs> it's like twenty dollars what do you do drive up to the booth and throw coins in there what is this fucking 1950 and of course comes source just start a GoFundMe or something i hear that's what people do god anyway at oddswrestling.com patreon.com slash at odds wrestling bye <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know what the hell. <laughs> I think we lost Ikea. Like, uh, no, I'm still here. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a there's a little heat there, Isaiah, in case I, you want to know I, between I see. He's very yeah. angry. Butters and at odds with Sposto over there. Oh boy. Not even Butter's fault with the cat thing. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's all, it's all good. That's all right. All right. Uh the Roman reigns of not shitting his pants. Holy fuck. <laughs> we need to give that award out to more wrestling fans. I think. I think that's a new shirt. I think that's a new another new shirt. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna be the merchandise. We're gonna be it's a wrestling. Uh, um, what's it called? It's a um lifestyle wear. We're gonna start. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I can't wait to see that on their T Public store. The Roman Reigns of not shitting your pants. Yeah, just a picture of Adam Van on there wearing his uh Broski jacket. <laughs> Just imagine if Isaiah Brunner hits Broski so hard that he shits his pants when he gets clotheslined. I can't understand. And he's just got that brown stain in his in his in his trunks. That'd be so funny. I would just assume it's his tan sweating off. <laughs> I thought that was real. It's not real. I don't no, know man. any he, other he always... people in the world. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hot dog skin himself. Uh, speaking of hot dogs. Uh, this guy's been spending a chili dog summer all summer long. It is yep. Ronald Two Legs calling in. Hey, yo, it's your boy, Ronald Two Legs. What's going on, everyone? Just calling in. Uh, heard you guys got my guy in there this week, Big Brown Dog, the problem. What's up, bro? I'll see you in a couple days here. Just wanted to know, uh, is there anybody that you would like to fight that's not a wrestler? Any non-wrestlers, it could be basketball, football, entertainment, anyone you just see and you're like, man, I want to beat the shit out of that person. Who is it? <laughs> All right, y'all. See ya. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful question. Blueface. Um, and the rapper Blueface. I, got, I, got I, I, would, I would know. <laughs> yeah. Him, um, probably one of the Ball brothers. <laughs> shit, both of them. I got this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it, though. Um, yeah, that's about it. Or probably like, like one of uh, like Kawhi's doctors or something. It always hurt, so I'm just pretty much pretty sure the misdiagnosis is this far. So besides them, I am through. I like it. All right, and uh, it is purple belt time. Last but not least, it is Stan from Burlington. Hi, it's me, Stan from Burlington. I don't know if you remember me. Oh, we do. Hey, let's get ready to flush the format. I've got a lot <laughs> this week. I'm going to lead with the news from Burlington for Chris from Sparks and all the fans. It's Pride Month in Burlington. There's excitement in the air, along with an inordinate amount of glitter. So much so that Pete Cernichia, the local meteorologist, wondered if it wasn't in fact the glitter, as opposed to the Canadian wildfires, 
that contributed to some recent poor air quality readings. Harry Cloth, our town's most prominent drag performer, is thrilled because Terry went down to Mark Gennetti's fixer shop and asked how to borrow Mark's 1965 flatbed truck. And Mark said, sure. So Terry will be in, or well, will be, the town's pride parade. Steve Kern has been opening up pools in town. He owns Kern Can Do It's Pool Service. He likes this time of year. Of course, he makes money. But during the winter, he works at the local ski mountain. And he thinks people are just kinder in the summer. His daughter Maddie is home from Oberlin. And she's working with Vicky down at the Burlington house. <laughs> and Steve likes to go down and watch the streams of the Pirates and Rockies games the Burlington house is offering this year. <laughs> he also likes to make sure that none of our town's late-night drinkers are giving Maddie any problems. Speaking of problems, I see Isaiah Broner. No, no, no. Put your penis away, Jay Gold. I see Broner, not Boner, you delinquent pervert. Isaiah Broner is on the show this week. Isaiah, I'll get to you. But first, I've got a few problems of my own to address. It's Purple Belt time. <laughs> Issue one. Holly Butters. Holly, you did it again last week. At the end of the show, you attacked Jayhawk's wife. Completely uncalled for. <laughs> I'm about to ask Isaiah Broner to reach through his computer screen and give you a few Stephen Regal uppercuts. It shouldn't be Marcy off the show this week. It should be you on suspension. You really better stop. <laughs> Issue two. Your guest host, Ed. I've been listening to Hayabusi, your newest wrestling-ish podcast. The latest episode sounded like a white trash penis playhouse if it was hosted by our old Duke. <laughs> a literary reference. Watch <laughs> a mescaline before, during, and after recording that? I have to admit, it got quite, got quite a few chuckles from some of my friends here as I was playing it. But I still don't get why the talking oven is on the roof all day. <laughs> talking oven? Issue yeah. three, your guest, Isaiah Broner, the problem. If you ask me, the real problem with this show is that we are now several months removed from Malcolm Cambridge's last appearance, and even more from Dom Green's. What type of world are we living in, where the only repeat guest you can have is that malignant narcissist, Derek Dillinger? <laughs> <laughs> now look, I know that this is a college graduation and all the work he does trying to cure childhood cancer and act as a goodwill ambassador to many needy communities across the globe, Malcolm may be very busy. The road to sainthood is clearly neither evenly paved nor short. And Tom Green, well, Tom, oh my God, I'm getting a little too animated. Ouch! <laughs> I had to take preventative measures. But seriously, Isaiah, you have to force on the independent wrestling scene, and you are clearly someone of good character and morals. Do I have to ask, why this show? And speaking of problems, Jay Gold is so far up your butt on social media that I don't know how you have a bowel movement without hearing a little voice going, oh, nice work, <laughs> Mr. Broner. <laughs> now, I, know, I know I didn't call last week. I meant to. But I spent the night peeking through the window at the Ted Supper Club because there was a rumor circulating that Ricky Steamboat was having dinner there. <laughs> Turned out it was just Dan Kiyaki Fanoa, the owner of Burlington's only poke shop. But I had to put some anger skin and Canada dry lemon seltzer into a canteen before I left my room. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it, I slept like a baby right there in the alley. I did. <laughs> but to make it up to you, let's play a game of what doesn't belong and why. Okay. Yes. The fun recurring segment 
where I give you three names, and you tell me what doesn't belong and why. Charlie, as always, make sure you pause and give everyone at home and in-studio a chance to guess. What doesn't belong and why? A, Isaiah Broner. B, Jay Gold. C, Ed. Okay, so what doesn't belong and why? Isaiah uh, <laughs> Broner, Ed, or Jay Gold? Um, I'm going to say... Uh, <laughs> I have no idea where Dan possibly going with the one I obtained. Uh, well, I'm gonna... <laughs> I, I think it's Jay Gold because me and Broner are both uh, pretty bad motherfuckers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. Let's let's see where this uh this goes. Well, here's the answer. Although all three associate themselves with problems, Isaiah and wrestling ring. Ed with the societal issue of rampant capitalism, and Jay Gold with the legal variety, seeing that he may or may not have murdered his first wife. The answer clearly is is A, Isaiah Broner. Because unlike the other two, Isaiah doesn't spend chunks of his weekends frosting his hair, putting on costumes, and walking around comic book conventions on hallucinogens. <laughs> okay, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Isaiah's comment? I don't know what the fuck is happening here. (laughs) (laughs) We got another one. All right. (laughs) But I'm entertained. It's cool. I mean, I was entertained. Well, we've come to that time. Isaiah, if you want to plug. Before we wrap it up, before we wrap it up, I can't believe Ed didn't have a question from the Cleveland. I replaced it with a personality quiz to figure out which pony it was. <laughs> okay, well, I think we ha- I think we have to get a wrestling clip question in. So I've got it pulled up here. Are you familiar with the wrestling clip? I can. So the wrestler who? The wrestling clip. The sleaze list. No, I'm not. Right. All right. So this was allegedly started by Tony Khan on the old DVD VR. Mexico. It's not alleged. He- TK said he started it. TK said. Okay. I, I I like you can allegedly forge. Okay, it it seems more innocent that way. But <laughs> right. Uh, so I didn't. I don't have one in mind. So I'm going to ask you. I get to pick a number between one and four sixty. One and four sixty. Yes. Uh, ninety-one. Ninety-one. All right. So number ninety-one. Paul Heyman used to get blowjob behind the EKW parking lot at three a.m. while writing checks to a line of a few wrestlers. Do you think that's true? Wow. Um, I will hope that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think it's true because you can't convince me that Paul Heyman is writing checks to wrestlers the day of shows. He's trying to get out of that. There's no fucking way. I mean, I, I used to see him in the good. I saw him in the parking lot by Goldfingers at Lost Battalion Hall, and there was no one there doing anything of the sort. <laughs> Just him and Dean Malenko eating cheeseburgers. Was April Birthday? That was that was right on on Queens Boulevard. It was uh, I think it was Burger King actually. I uh, see. Now we now we know how to stand business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Burger King's not a mafia front of a whorehouse. Anyway, it could be <laughs> over there. It could have been back in the nineties. It definitely could have been. It was right next to Goldfinger's. It could have been. Oh man. Well, we're gonna open it up to uh, to plugs. So Isaiah, plug away. What do you got for us? Uh, follow me on social media, Isaiah Broner. Isaiah Broner three one three on Instagram. Isaiah Broner on everything else. Twitter, uh, merch, ProWrestlingTees.com. I'll have a new shirt uh, at the end of the week, so that the design will be up. Uh, pre 
appreciate y'all for having me on every podcast, um, every promotion, AIWC4, uh, Naptown, everywhere that books me. Uh, give them a follow. Get his podcast a follow. Appreciate everybody. Yeah, we, we really greatly appreciate having you on tonight. Thanks for uh, indulging in our nonsense for an hour and change. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Be well. Right. We'll see you on the show on Saturday. Yes, sir. All right. Ed, you got uh, you got plugs for us, Ed? Uh, Hayabusi Wrestling Adjacent Podcast. Uh, there'll be a new episode out sometime in June. And uh, follow me on Twitter at uh, Hayabusi Pod. And... Um, I'm going to go see twice at the end of the month. Um, there's just listen to twice would be my last plug. Uh, Ready to be is out now. It's fantastic. Uh, Jay gold got a favorite twice member. What? Hmm? Oh, um, <laughs> um, is, are they the ones who sing dynamite? Fuck, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Nope. Tell me who I should be rooting for on that on that twice group. I mean, there's no wrong answer. Nayong Jeong, uh, Sanamina Momojio, Dayun Cheong, Chewy. I think that was oh, Butter's great. favorite. Yeah. Well, I, I hope you can come see twice in New York. You're not going to come see twice in New York. If I was rich, I would. I'd go see them every stop if I had the money. Well, why'd you pick Chicago or wherever you're going? Because uh, it's driving distance and it was a cheaper ticket. Oh man! All right, Jayhawk. You can follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk, and now on TikTok at RefJayhawk as well. Oh, fancy. Uh, I will be working for Real Action Pro Wrestling in Youngtown, Ohio on Saturday, opposite AIW. That's going to be interesting, to say the least. It's the over-the-top show, 30-man rumble to determine a future uh, future championship uh, match, and much more on that event. That's got, I believe, a 6 o'clock bell time. The Ohio Urban Renaissance Center in Youngtown. There will be more wrestlers than people, uh, fans in that building on that uh, for that show. So that's going to be uh, awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm fully expecting that, and I'm still getting paid. So whatever. <laughs> It'll be just like the Shadow Wrestling Alliance. That was something else. Uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Charlie underscore Butters, and uh, check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash IWGuide. I just uploaded the first episode of a quickie with marcy and it's uh marcy doing a quick interview with eric taylor all right you can find me on twitter at jgold12 on instagram at jgold12 please rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to us remember our twitter handle is iwguide one not iwguide that's not us check out the youtube page iwguide marcy's worked really hard on that and our patreon patreon.com backslash iwguide as uh, Butters mentioned, a quickie with Marcy is now up there. Um, don't forget about the merch store over at Brainbuster Tees. Wear our faces on your body. Make sure you get some Stan from Burlington merchandise. Uh, he was uh, uh, a, a bit unhinged tonight. Um, listen to all our podcast friends. At Odds with Wrestling, the super fantastic podcast. The card is going to change. Wrestling Cheers, X over with our very own Marcy. Uh, if you catch my griff with our very own Charlie Butters and Ed... Hiabussy? Yes. Go ahead. Say the name. Hiabussy, a wrestling adjacent podcast. Attaboy. And check out our other friends, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guide, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Rubber City Toys, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photos, and Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. Get Whoa. some of Toy Hio. Get some of Toy Hio. 
Yes, this Saturday, Ohio. Can't wait. So excited. And as the late Iron Sheik once said, Hulk Hogan may have been a dumb son of a bitch in the ring, but outside of the ring, he was also a dumb son of a bitch. (laughs) Watch some independent wrestling. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Ed. See ya. (laughs) Have a good one. See you next week. Later, dweebs. in leather friend in need a friend indeed a friend who'll tease is better our thoughts compressed which makes us blessed and makes for stormy weather